My friends, spring is in the air, and this upcoming concert season will be all about the way you look and about your boots. And Tacovas is your stop for the best in Western style. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you cannot make it into the store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your next favorite pair of boots today. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The truck world news is bursting at the seams this week. It is indeed. And if I may go into my radio voice. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Beverly Hills, your Cadillac has arrived. I think you have in mind the all-new first-ever 2025 Cadillac Escalade IQ. That is a battery-operated Escalade, folks. EV. It's an EV. (laughs) So... We're, we're kind of being silly, but Uh-oh. but seriously speaking, uh, this is big news, right? It is. It's part of a larger trove of news coming out of General Motors in terms of their switch from gas to electric. And we love Escalades here at TFL Talking Trucks. <sighs> I really like the supercharged ones, that's for sure. Well, yeah, because look at this. We recently did a story. Um, I had a pleasure of driving the Escalade V, supercharged monster. It is a beast. Yes. And uh, you know the noises it makes? You Did you drive it when yes, it was I here? Yes, I did. Of course I did. It was on the, I put it on. Oh, that's right. You, you, were, you were racing across Airstrip. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do with this thing. Yes. But now there's another Escalade in town yeah. that you could drag race. Yeah, and actually, was, I want to see that. That es- would be worthwhile. Escalade V versus IQ. Okay, well, we we have a lot to cover, but we will get into the meat and potatoes of what the IQ is all about and why it is on the truck um, talk side of everything as opposed to the car one. It has a frame, so something you should keep in mind. Exactly, and we also have other news. For example, Fisker Alaska Mm -hmm. pickup uh, was unveiled just a few days ago. Yeah. And also more news about our old diesel Ford, our OBS uh, F250 Power Stroke. Yep. And much more. And also, we have a comment and question from Patreon, from our Patreon supporters. Yeah. Now, the big thing about this video and this podcast is that in about three-quarters of the way through, you're going to see a interview that Andre did with, I believe, an engineer from Cadillac. Not, yeah, not that any engineer. Ah. M- Mandy Damon, chief engineer of the Escalade IQ. And I had the pleasure of speaking with Mandy uh, several days ago, actually. This was mm-hmm. well before the embargo, right. before the Escalade actually launched. So how about this? How about we thank our Patreon supporters first? Yes. So thank you, Patreon supporters. Patreon.com slash TFLcar is where you can support us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll address uh, at least one question okay. later on in the show. We can actually play the interview. I want to get to it actually sooner rather than later. Okay. And then you and I... 
Well, we have to put it in perspective, right? Yes. And discuss other news. Exactly. Welcome to a very special episode of TFL Talking Trucks because I'm here with the introduction, world debut of the new 2025 Cadillac Escalade IQ. And IQ stands for electric. Yeah, it's our electric Escalade. That's yes. right. And yes. I, have, I, have, I have Mandy with me from the engineering team. You're the yes. chief engineer for this. I am, yes. So can we walk around this new vehicle because it's yeah. large, yeah. like an Escalade should be? Absolutely, right? yeah. And, and that's probably one of the first things you noticed, right? Was this like very bold athletic stance and just its presence in this room. Yeah, totally. I mean, the, when I think Escalade, I think you know, large, big presence, because I think that's what customers are looking for. Yeah, But now, right. this is not the same Escalade that was there before, is it? It's not, no. We really reimagined this and like started from the ground up um, with this being electric. One of the, the first things you'll see here too is this 24 inch wheel and 35 inch tire. It's very much fits into the proportions of the vehicle. If you see it, you know, out on the streets though, it's wow. Um, we've got Magna Ride and air suspension, 100% standard on all these vehicles. We also have four wheel steer that enables us, you know, from a maneuverability standpoint, you can do a lot with that. It decreases our turn circle such that this is the best turn circle that an Escalade has ever had. So, so although it looks very big and bold, you get in it and the vehicle really shrinks around you because of that suspension technology. Well, let's take a kind of a step back, right? Yeah. And I want to look at the profile of the, I'm going to call it the truck. Yeah, please, right? we do. <laughs> well, yeah. because traditionally the Cadillac was, you know, frame-based, you know, truck-based platform. That's right. With lots of luxury, lots of power. But it looks like the wheelbase is quite long because the wheels are pushed out That's to the right. corners. Yeah, we really push the wheels out to the corners. That's what enabled this very expressive design. Um, I mentioned, you know, the four-wheel steer and mm -hmm. how that helps us from a turn circle perspective. We do have a lot of cargo space, space both front and rear. Um, and, you know, although it's so big and bold, zero to 60 in less than five seconds in our velocity max mode, we've got a 24-module battery pack in there, which will get you up to 450 miles of range on a full charge mm -hmm. and 750 horsepower. So more horsepower than the current Escalade V, mm -hmm. which is already pretty monstrous, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and then the overall length of this new IQ Escalade is about the ESV size. So ESV yep. is the long wheelbase, right? Correct, yes. That's right. But the, but the roof line is a bit different. It is, right? yeah. The, the current one kind of has a little bit higher roof in the back. That's right. And, and we stepped away from that a little bit to get this expressive design. And really, you know, to meet our EV customers and those that want to purchase this vehicle where they are. So a, a bit of a departure from that. But this is still a three-row Lux 5 SUV. Got seven seating positions. And then we have available executive second row. All right. Well, let's take a look at the rear before we start talking kind of okay. go inside and kind of looking at some of the details. Mm -hmm. um, I can see kind of traditional Escalade, kind of a vertical light signature here in the back as well. Yeah, we stayed true to the brand there. You know, our the Escalade nameplate is strong. The Cadillac brand has had the vertical lights now and, and we stuck with that. And then just added some details like the piano keys that you see here in the rear. And we do have approach lighting where an animation and choreography plays when you walk up to the vehicle with the fob in your pocket, and then departure um, animations when you walk away. The vehicle kind of says hello and goodbye to you. You've got the Escalade uh, name badge here in the back, yeah. and down below, it's not shown right now, but it's, it's still a truck, so it will tow, right? That's right, yeah, and this is where like we really didn't compromise. We've got up to 8,000 pounds of towing capability. Um, should you want to take your, your boat you know, to the lake on the weekends, and you can absolutely do so. All right, so I think uh, maybe we could start to look inside. Um, so let's open, how about, can we open all the doors uh, while we talk about charging, yes. right? Yeah. So the charge port here is on the driver's side in the back. Correct. Um, so you still have, like you said, 24 module Ultium system. That's right, yeah. So which means it's capable of pretty fast charging as well. Yeah, if you're DC fast charging at 350 kilowatts, you can get 100 miles of range in only 10 minutes. So that's kind of similar to some of the other vehicles, it you is. know, on the same kind of Ultium battery uh, structure. Exactly. And then, you know, giving our customers 450 miles of range, you can do a lot with 450 miles. 
All right, so let's start to look inside because that's, you know, where the Escalade right. really kind of shines, right? Yeah. So let's start in the front. Okay. So we've took a, taken a more minimalist approach on this of removing some of the physical buttons and making the virtual controls, really putting them right at your fingertips. So that front command center screen that you see, that's where you can easily access your HVAC controls, power open, closed doors, a lot of your driver settings. Um, the beautiful diagonal 55 inch screen comes standard in every vehicle on the right side there is a front passenger infotainment screen that's polarized so it isn't a distraction to the driver so there's like a vertical line there that's I can right see. that's where you yeah. can see that vertical line yeah but you can stream you know your content and it makes for a very um, relaxing experience and it's a kind of a curved screen so i mean this is kind of the first well for an escalate right it is <laughs> i yeah. mean even though the current one already has you know pretty Pretty yeah. amazing uh, Not screen this structure. Big. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then you, you start to see some of the speakers. This vehicle is equipped with 40 speaker AKG system. Um, we've also got laser etched uh, wood grain in the doors, and that deco does contain lights, which you can customize. We've got uh, 126 colors to choose from. So over here on the door, yeah. Yep, that's right. I see all the details. Let me look. Let me look a little closer. So there are some controls on the left of the steering wheel, right? Yeah. And then the steering wheel itself has controls. Mm -hmm. For example, you know, the heated steering wheel. And then I see already on the steering wheel that the light structure for the Super Cruise. Exactly, Super Cruise standard. Yeah, Ultra Cruise will be available. So we haven't, at CFL Truck, we haven't spoken about Ultra Cruise very okay. much. Can you explain a little bit uh, behind, well, we know Super Cruise, right? Mm -hmm. So it's pre-mapped pre-mapped highways, uh, hands-free driving, but the driver is paying attention. That's right. Now, what's Ultra Cruise? Yeah, Ultra Cruise really takes hands-free driving to the next level. So if you imagine, you know, Super Cruise today, you're able to engage it on mapped highways and kind of sit back and relax. Ultra Cruise will allow you to do that even more places. So think, you know, driveway to driveway. And we've added more sensors into the vehicle and a compute system to help us accomplish that. The redundancy is still the driver, so you need to be ready to engage if needed. Um, but that's also made it so that we didn't have to have a bunch of LiDAR pods on the roof. And a lot of the sensors in Ultra Cruise are, you know, not, they're hidden from the customer. So that's nice. You can have this hands-free driving experience without all the sensor technology that you see on fully autonomous today. Well, can you kind of give me some hints of where some of the sensors are? Yeah. Because even though you've incorporated it because when i first came up to the truck mm -hmm. i didn't see any like bulbous things on the roof for example that's good yeah so we've hidden them behind the windshield we have a fair amount of sensors there that's obviously you know high and center of the vehicle is the ideal spot um, to put your autonomous driving sensors and then in the mirrors here you can see a camera pod there that we snuck in so the separate one here. That's yeah. correct, yep. That's specific to Ultra Cruise, as well as, you know, we've got additional radars behind the fascia, and then the cameras in our, our wheel opening moldings. So right, there's one down That's here. That's right, there's one there, yes. So th those are the extra, and in the, in the back as well. Correct, right? yep. So those extra sensors will help you know, navigating, for example, a city environment as well. Exactly, yeah. Being able to see, you know, vehicles approaching from the rear, essentially everything that a human driver can observe in the vehicle, even more. And then, you know, taking out the opportunity for human error. And then you still have the 360 degree view, right? So if the That's driver correct. wants to see that. Yes, yeah. Th they can see that. Yes, you, the 360 view, you know, that'll be at your fingertips too. Something that you can easily get to and then use it to help you park or maneuver in tight spaces. Cool. Um, let's keep kind of digging into on the inside. Yeah. I'm just kind of leaning in. Okay. Check um, out that console too. That's something we're really proud of, of a, a new fresh way to integrate the front console there yeah. with it being kind of cantilevered and floating from the eye. Yeah, let's, let's show that because you also have kind of the screen in the center consoles for some controls. Yeah. And then the dial, is that the... Uh, Multifunction controller, okay. you can use that. I mean, and you are able to reach the center screen, but if you're more comfortable and relaxed with your arm on the armrest, you can use that multifunction controller to get to any of the settings. Gotcha. And then, and then your reverse and drive, that's the stock on the, Correct. Uh, on the column, right? Yep. That's right. And this does have passive power mode too. So there's, you may notice there's no start button on this, but, um, 
So you kind of jump in, close the door, if the key's in your pocket, yeah. let's say. Yeah. And the vehicle's already on, That's right? That's right. Vehicle's on, push the brakes, you know, shift to drive and go. So very, very seamless for the driver. All right. So now the doors will also have power open and closed. Is That's that right? right. We have optional power open and close. That's on all four doors. And then we have the option that the driver's door can power open for you upon approach. So if, you're, if your hands are full or, you know, you're just walking up to the vehicle, it can open for you and you're good to go. Okay, now let's take a take a look on the rear seat here. Yeah. So this is still a three row. Yes, it is. Correct. Correct. Yes. But here in the middle, you have captain chairs. Yeah. Yeah, and these are, I'd say, their their captain's chairs are almost even a little better than that because we've essentially taken all of the technology that's in the front row seats with the headrest speakers, heat, cool, massage, mm -hmm. you name it, it's all there. So this is where you want to sit. Um, this is our executive second row. We even have fold-out tables so that if you're wanting to be productive during the, your journey, you can do that and have your own tray table. We've got two charge mats there, USB. The controls in that center, command center, are great for opening the doors, HVAC, lighting, you name it. It's all there. And then also being able to stream your content from the rear seat infotainment screens. And there's... Um the panoramic roof, yeah, right? The yeah, the that's a low-e well. glass roof that comes standard on every Escalade IQ. So then, so the center console can be there like this, right? Correct. Or there's an option not to have that as that's well? That's right, yeah. If you don't choose the executive seating package, then it is more standard captain's chairs with removal of the center console. And then you get the pass through to the rear seat. Um, can we open the rear hatch as well while we're talking about this? So, and I'm assuming the seat reclines also, the, it the, does. the center row, just, just Again, a bit. Yeah, very similar to if you were in the front passenger seat, you can recline and relax back there. All right, so here's a kind of a sneak peek at the, well, the, first of all, the third row. Correct, right? yeah. And also kind of the cargo area here. Yeah. Yep, so we've got the 60-40 seat split, um, three seats if you need them. Can fold it down if you don't, or if you're looking to carry more And they're like power folding, cargo, kind of like are. now, right? Yeah, power folding exactly. And like, there's maybe a little bit of storage here. There is, yes. And then we have to talk about the e-trunk yeah. as well, Let's right? Let's see that. Yeah. So, because you know, this is traditional storage here. It is. <laughs> but there's more. Can we open the uh, the trunk or e-trunk, yeah. right? So the front compartment. That's right. And the hood is really long. It's a big hood. Yes, yes. <laughs> there's no, there no engine in there. There's no engine, no. And this is another place where, you know, building an Escalade IQ from the ground up gave us the freedom and to make this what we wanted. We've got 12 cubic feet here of storage. So we, we showed you the real rear. Now in this front space, there's a lot that you can do with this, even a couple of golf bags. Um, we've talked to a lot of people that feel good about being able to put objects in here and feel like they're secure because it's out of sight and mm -hmm. most people don't expect it. Um, there's lighting for it. We've got the outlets there. We have hooks to make sure that your items don't slide and then some accessories that are, will be available too, like a sliding tray so that you don't have to worry about reach. Yeah, for example, like here, yes. 400 watts. Yeah. But tell me about um, like vehicle to grid capability, right? Because mm -hmm. how, how's that gonna work? Yeah, we'll have vehicle to home capability with this. You know, if, if your home loses power and you wanna keep um, your refrigerator running so that you don't lose all of your food items, you can very much feed power from the vehicle back into your home. And that would be done using the charge port? Yes, okay. correct, yeah. We've got an adapter with our, our charge port that will make that possible. Very, very neat. Um, so tell me about kind of the, the so the power, uh, we talked about 750 horsepower combined. That's right. Right. But yeah. tell me about the motors um, and how it's laid out. It's two motors, yeah, correct? Yeah, it's two motors. We've got a front drive unit and a rear drive unit. Um, that's delivering power to the four wheels. In our velocity max mode, zero to 60 is less than five seconds. So, you know, this thing goes. And, and we've been testing that recently. And every time we just look at each other and you can't help but smile when a vehicle of, of this size has that amount of acceleration. That's very, very neat. Yeah. So uh, have you tested or have you driven some of these we already, have. the prototypes? We have, yeah. yeah. Right out of the gate, it was so impressive. Just the acceleration, the maneuverability, 
um, of course, the active safety technology that's in this, and then just the luxurious materials, right? You get all of that with MR and air and premium seating materials and this very minim minimalist IP with huge screens. It's an incredible experience. Very cool. So I was reading some of the specs on this. So starting price will be 130000 Correct, yeah. Um, this is a 2025 model. So, so it's... It'll be built next year or middle of next year? Yeah, we're or targeting next summer, yeah. Okay, to start production. Exactly, yeah. So we're like a year away, maybe-ish, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. From from the IQ um, to come out. And the IQ name, mm -hmm. so you have Cadillac has other IQ, well, like Celestic and... Um, Lyric, right? Correct, yes. Is that kind of the play on that? That is, yeah. Naming? Yeah, you've, as you've said, you know, Cadillac's been coming out with a, the new naming convention and following the IQ because Escalade customers have certain expectations and it's such a strong nameplate that we wanted to stay true to. That's why we chose the Escalade IQ naming convention. So, you know, it really satisfies customer base today and stays true to the Escalade nameplate while reimagining it as an electric vehicle. So, and that will come kind of in one size, right? Because people are used to kind of the shorter wheelbase now and kind of the long one. But the idea is that it will come this way. For now. Co correct? Yep, yeah. that's it. <laughs> well, yeah. tell me about future products. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I will next year. No. Okay. Okay. No, no. Uh, we're joking about this. Yeah, no, oh, I, I see there's some sensors up, up there as that's well. Right. And the yeah, cameras. The rear facing cameras. Yeah. So, you know, your standard rear backup cams, which we know and love. And then I um, mentioned during ultra cruise and even super cruise of lane changes and knowing if a vehicle is coming up behind you in addition to just pedestrian alerts and having all the, the sensors in the rear so that it can really put eyes in the back of your head. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, I, I just noticed, um, I can see through here, yeah. I noticed a trailer brake controller. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's still a truck. It is. It's absolutely <laughs> still a truck, yes. You can kind of see it if you look through uh, by the dash, uh, by the dash in the front. Yeah, so. that's one of the few physical controls we kept in the vehicle. Well, that's important for safety, uh, right? Exactly, yes. And Super Cruise includes towing, yep. right? Correct, it does now. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So even if you have a trailer behind the vehicle, which is kind of a complex situation, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're towing up to 8,000 pounds, um, there's a lot going on. Yeah, there. a lot of development work, but the vehicle's ready to respond to that and, and knows what you're doing. Very cool. What's, what's like your favorite part about it? <laughs> I've got to say the driving dynamics. Just you know, I can't say it enough to get into a vehicle. You know, it's, it's so quiet. It's so luxurious. The amount of acceleration you get with really good ride and handling performance. Well, you talked about Magna, Magna ride as well, Magna ride, right? Yep. So is that active? I mean, it's, it's always kind of adjusting. It's isn't instantaneous. It? Yeah. The response rate on, on our fourth generation of our Magna ride suspension technology is phenomenal. 
So yeah, it's adjusting to like different road surfaces, it is. curves or straights, right? That's right, yeah. And then having the four-wheel steer, 100% air suspension. We've done a lot. We've got road noise cancellation, um, everything. Just, <laughs> we put it all just, in. Well, yeah. yeah, this is the flagship, right? That's right, yeah. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank yeah, you for thank walking you so me. Thank you Nice chatting with you. Walking around the Escalade IQ and seeing it for the first time right here. So that's that's very special. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, so let's continue. First, um, let's go into Patreon. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we only have uh, one way of supporting us with Patreon. We only have uh, one page. One page, and uh, that is the only way you can support us on Patreon. But with your support, this has actually helped us do what we're doing right now. Yes, so we have a comment or a question from Ben Furco. Sorry, Ben, if I messed up your last name. I'm loving it, but keep going. Um, so actually, we have more news because recently the Land Cruiser launched, right? Yes. It's not technically a truck also, but it is a frame. It's related to the Tacoma of all things. Yeah, it's yes, a truck. It's I a truck. Why would yeah, it be a truck? Yeah, it's a truck. So Ben says this. I have a new video idea if you're interested. Comparing the all-new 2024 Land Cruiser from Toyota against the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Have you ever thought about that comparison, my friend? I just surprised you, didn't I? I wasn't expecting that, but I think I understand where he's going with this. He says he's considering both because both of them have kind of boxy retro designs, and mm -hmm. he really loves that. And you just had your hands on the Santa Fe, right? Right. And so, uh, unfortunately, I can't say a word about it in terms of anything, really. I can't even provide actual pictures of it yet because they haven't really been released. But here's the good news. Um, that particular vehicle we did cover ad nauseum. Yes, and, and this was the um, the XRT concept as well. Yes, and there is an XRT yes. concept which has uh, more off-roady components hanging off of it. Um, and what he's referring to, I would say, is that the overall look, they're both essentially two-box platformed vehicles in terms of they look like old-school SUVs. Uh, but they're very, very different in terms of how they're built. Yeah, well, the Santa Fe, it's mostly based on kind of a crossover chassis, It's exactly right? it, yes. And the Land Cruiser is a body and frame vehicle. Precisely. Traditional. And one is off-road worthy. The, the Land Cruiser, you know, low range, you yeah. know, all those things. Uh, pretty great ground clearance. The Santa Fe, it's also sort of, you know, dirt worthy, but less so. I, I can simply put it into the ball, the court of what the Land Cruiser is. And the Land Cruiser is an actual truck that can handle actual hard off-roading. Uh, it has uh, suspension travel and everything else that are far more akin to a truck than, say, a crossover. Crossover vehicles like the Santa Fe are really not built for serious rock crawling. But with that being said, we've proven in the past with the old Santa Fe that they're fairly capable as well for light off-roading. Exactly. So well, will we do a comparison between them? Hmm. Possibly if we have them you know, available to us at the same time? It's possible that we may have them at the same time. And I think it would make for a fun video because you can really get some people scratching their heads looking at these two vehicles that look kind of similar and at the same time are very, very different in terms of uh, what they're capable of doing. Well, thank you for your comment and question, Ben. Well, now let's jump in directly into Escalade IQ interview so you guys can actually hear from the development team, the engineering team, Mandy, who was leading that team, about what the Escalade IQ actually is, and then we have to discuss it. All right. Whammo. Okay, so <laughs> really deep in the weeds on this vehicle. And let's recap what we have just discussed. This is a large SUV, not a small, not a mid, a large SUV. Full size, dude. Full size. It was evident as soon as I walked up to it in person, it had presence. You know, it's hard to express that using just a picture of uh -huh. a SUV sitting by the curbside, right? But when you are approaching it, this is a large vehicle. And I think it has to be. It's imperative because Escalade has a history of being very large, luxurious, big truck-based SUV. That's right. So... You folks in Beverly Hills who are driving G-Wagons, when that becomes no longer vogue because the evils of gasoline, um, this may be your choice. Now, there are a couple things I wanted to point out right away that I noticed, one of which yes. is that, and we discussed this off camera, 
the hood is remarkably long, especially for a vehicle that, technically speaking, doesn't really need a hood at all or much of a hood. Exactly. It's, it's just really, really big, which kind of harks back to really old school Cadillacs. And I kind of dig that. I think that's kind of a cool styling part. But in addition, the interior is huge. Yes, and the wheelbase is also pretty huge. Mm -hmm. It's really a long wheelbase. So think about Suburban or Cadillac Escalade ESV. Right. So it's way stretched out. The wheels are pushed out, as you saw. And the hood is also, yeah, remarkably long, but it uncovers a space. They call it e-trunk or frunk, right? E-trunk. E-electrical yeah. trunk. Okay. Really, well, come on. Yeah, I know. Seriously, they um, can do better. So, so, yeah, styling, I think they nailed the styling. If I may say so. I mean, we still it still needs to grow on us a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you need to see it in person. You know, we need to drive it. Uh, but I think they really nailed the size and styling. But I'm not so sure they nailed everything about this. Well, a couple of questions leading up to it. First of all, yes. the platform, is it based on something like a uh, Hummer EV or perhaps maybe even a Silverado EV? So they also have the GMC Sierra EV truck mm -hmm. that uh, will be hitting, um, you know, the market very soon. I believe because it's a little bit narrower and elongated, so it's not really a Hummer, uh, so to speak, quote-unquote, chassis, even okay. though all of them are called Ultium. So Ultium is kind of this overarching term that they use for actually everything, including their smaller Escalade vehicles. Right, well. right. So this is battery tech, essentially, that it's referring to. Yeah. And they have this IQ name. Let's address the name. Okay. First. So inside TFL, we're calling this the Escaladic. Because like IQ at the end of it, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But really, it's their kind of electrification strategy for mm -hmm. Cadillac, right? Okay. So they have the Celestic, and uh, they have the, um, what's the other one? Oh. Celestic the, Lyric. The Lyric, yeah. yeah. So the Celestic is their amazing new sedan, mm -hmm. right? Which starts at $340,000. As a lot of money for any sedan. Yeah. This thing. I think they kind of nailed the price, actually. 130 starting. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's a lot of money. It's but, a ridiculous amount of money. But consider what it's stacked up against, right? Right. And that's where that's where this is going. So it one of the vehicles we recently tested was actually a Mercedes that had, technically it was a three-row SUV, although a lot smaller and with a much, much shorter range. And that was around the same price. Exactly. So the Mercedes EQ. S SUV. SUV 580 format. You know, all of these things have long names. Yes, they do. And they should fix that somehow. Yes, they should. Um, at least the Escalade, kind of the main part of the Escalade is still remains. Yeah. It's still called the Escalade. Yes, I'm grateful for that. By the way, I asked mm. if this is a replacement for the gasoline Escalade. And? They said no. Mm. They said it's an addition to the gasoline-powered models, which... Is great because choice is always key, right? It is. Um, and, and another thing that uh, we should also point out is that ridiculous price of $130,000 is actually less than another Escalade. Yeah, because Escalade V starts at $150,000, basically, $149,900. Right. Yeah. So that's, perhaps that's one way of looking at it. Um, or you can look at it as essentially buying three or four cars. Uh, so... Now, let's go back to the platform and what underpins this vehicle and um, kind of go back to its its range, battery size, stuff like that. Yeah, 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 totally. So so like we said, I think we think we na they nailed the size of it and the look of it. I mm -hmm. think they did really great. Now, it's related to the same Ultium truck chassis that they have underneath the Sierra EV. Now, you, wait, wait, uh, you said a keyword there. You said truck chassis. And actually, I asked them, can I call this a truck? And they said, absolutely, you can, Andre. So I was calling it a truck, and Cadillac team agreed. Okay. They're also calling it a truck. Um, and that with that comes air suspension. Mm -hmm. With that comes four-wheel steering and twin motor technology. So they decided not to go with a three-motor system like, like they the have Hummer. Hummer right? Yeah. And I think, uh, here's my rub okay. with that. 750 horsepower. From two motors. Yeah. That sounds really, really amazing, right? Yeah, it's still odd, yeah. But it's heavy. They didn't quote the weight of this vehicle. Oh, it's going to be heavy. But they did quote the battery size, which they said at least 200 kilowatt hours. Okay. That Mercedes we just mentioned has a 108 kilowatt hour battery. So this battery in this Cadillac, almost twice the size of a Mercedes. 
How big is the battery inside of a um, Silverado EV? Would you say about the same size? Okay. So it's 24. See, they never really actually state the exact usable uh, size of the battery. Yeah, right. Of for course. whatever reason, because battery technologies may change. Right, so they may fluctuate between you know certain ranges. Solid state and all that can come along and change yeah. things too. Yeah, you never so know. but they actually came out and said at least uh, producing more than 200 kilowatt hours. This is in their press release. Okay. So this is a humongous battery, and 750 horsepower in my mind is no longer enough, because they're quoting five second ish accelerations, zero to 60 acceleration. That would indicate that this is a very heavy vehicle. Yeah, and I think the Mercedes is listing at four and a half seconds, zero to 60s. You know, the Hummer with a thousand horsepower truck is about three, three and a half seconds, zero to 60. So all of a sudden, you know, those blistering zero to 60 times are not part of this Escalade IQ because five seconds is great, but in the world it lives in, it's almost a little bit slowish. Yeah, I am guessing that that may have something to do with the way they are running the battery and how they're trying to stretch out range. And also, because range is huge. Yes. You heard that, 450 miles. So That's incredible That range. is an incredible amount of range for an upright, actual SUV-like vehicle. With a huge front end. It's massive. Yeah. So if that's the case perhaps they're taking a little tiny bit off of one side that would be zero to 60 performance which is still ridiculous at five seconds and moving that over to hey we can get a little bit more range if we dial it back a little bit now I, look they didn't say that i have nothing official about that that's just a guess exactly and also the, their decision to go with two motors and not three i think that's also part of it uh one part of it is controlling the price mm -hmm. you know because they could have said oh it costs two hundred thousand dollars right sure i mean but but it seems like they were kind of mindful about where this vehicle starts in relation to its competitors competitor vehicles right and there are other vehicles out there not just us and german but other vehicles that are up to that price and as ridiculous as that is, here's the good news about it, is that a lot of tech that is going into Cadillac, the massive screen you're seeing inside, the uh, platform, the battery tech, the motor tech, all of that stuff trickles down. And eventually you're going to see that in other vehicles for a much less eye-watering price. Yeah, and there, of course, this is a 2025 model, as we said. Um, they said it's going to be available in the summer or production starts in the summer of 2024. Mm -hmm. So it's about a year away from now. Um, but they've had some issues delivering electric vehicles. Just look at how many yes. Hummers they sold, GMC. I mean, Silverado EV is just beginning to touch customer hands, not yep. quite yet, even though they promised really, you know, spring to summer, um, we're already almost at the end of summer right. uh, of 2023. Well, for Cadillac specifically, the Lyric is just starting to really get out there too. Yes. Where they're, and it's mostly in the coastal. I, I know that California is beginning to get them because I've seen a few out there. It kind of makes sense because, right. you know, most populous areas and... You know, the financially well-to-do yeah. areas, of yeah. course, it makes sense. Uh, so this is actually following on the heels of the Lyric. And as far as I know... That's it for Cadillac for the near future. They've got nothing else. That, as far that, as electrification yeah. that they have announced, Ex right? Except for one car. Hmm? It's really long and extraordinarily expensive, but over $300,000. Is that the Celestic? The Celestic. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we're both pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> um, that, which we're not going to go into detail about, but that is... Well, it's like a, a custom build that can build. It's just yeah. a ridiculously expensive vehicle. So, Oh, by the way, yes? you know, I was speaking with Mandy, mm -hmm. and you know how they always say we do not talk about future product? Yeah. Right? Um, there's something else brewing. Because I said, well, how about this? And how about that? And they said, stay tuned. Ah. So it's not like this, this IQ Escalade, as nice as it is. I mean, it, it showcases a lot of their technology. Sure. I think they left a little bit of room to you know, make it like super, super, super special and more expensive. So maybe we'll see a V version of this that knocks a second off the time or something Or like something, that. and more luxurious. So it's still a three-row SUV. So let, let's discuss... What they did great, I think, and also what they didn't do so good. Fire away. So 
in t the front interior is amazing. Yeah, yeah you know, I, that that wraparound screen. I think it's a tasteful way of doing it. It's better, I think, than the way Mercedes Benz did their hyperscreen. Yeah, Mercedes screen is just overwhelming. It's in your face, right? It's kind of blobbish, and at the same time, you can really tell where the screens are. This one, everything is neatly put together. It looks a little bit less blobbish. I, why am I using the term again? They removed a lot of physical controls, which I think is yeah. a mistake. But we haven't used their latest controls, so we can't judge it quite yet. Yeah, until we actually do, that'd be fair to say. They have the uh, shifter, right? The park, neutral, reverse. Which is very similar drive. to the Mercedes. It's on the stock. It's on the column. Yeah. And then on the center console, they have a rotary dial that you can control many features with. So like an iDrive type setup, something similar kind to of, that. Yeah. Right. And okay. they've had similar already in their current vehicles, right? Similar executions, but this is taken to the next level. Of course. So I think they did pretty well there Okay. as far as the design of the front. The second row seats also amazing. Mm. You know, they, they said, you know, they use the same creature comforts, you know, ventilation, massage, heat, recline. <laughs> so the second row passengers, especially with their executive, you know, packages, um, have a lot of opulence. It's like a little folding table that comes out. Yeah, a little. Like that. It's, a, it's almost like first class seat at an airplane, right? Right, gotcha. So that's quite nice. But I think they kind of forgot about the third row. <laughs> what about those customers in the third row in, in coach? In steerage. <laughs> yeah, well, the heck to the, you know, let them sit back there. They're lucky they get an air conditioning event, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. That's the penalty box. Okay, well, I'm exaggerating it a little bit, but I think they paid a lot of attention to the front two rows, mm -hmm. but then, the, you know, the leg room and the entire space of the third row is a little bit compromised, in my opinion. Really? I, I would have thought that it would have been pretty big because the regular Escalade, the third row, is usable by, by adults. Yeah. Well, I didn't get the chance to climb all over this vehicle. It uh, was a one-off concept. Yeah, gotcha, right? gotcha. So I couldn't, like, sit in every seat and do all this stuff. But I think... They didn't even highlight the third row. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so it still exists. Third row, it's a three-row SUV, which is humongous. Okay. So what else did they get wrong? Okay. So I think the price is decent. Mm. I, you know, considering that their supercharged Escalade starts at 150-ish, mm -hmm. getting underneath that price was, I think, really important okay. uh, to me and I think to them and their customers. So I, I think they got that fairly right. Um, they, I think something else they got right is four-wheel steering. Yeah, but I think you're going to see more To make more it more maneuverable. Right. You're going to see that in more and more vehicles going forward that are electrified. And part of that has to do with the actual setup in the rear. And it's no longer as complex as something that, you know, the Delco steering or whatever it was back in the day. Uh, Mercedes-Benz uses a lot of four-wheel steering as well, up to 10 degrees, which I believe this one does up to 10 degrees as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And it's very effective. Uh, it works yeah, really well. Yeah, it makes well. a big vehicle seem smaller. It certainly does. Yeah. So that, that's really, really good. Um, so they didn't talk about like rough road, you know, uh, any of, this is not an off-road vehicle by any stretch. No, really. I would you imagine You know how Rivian snow. R1S yeah. um, is another vehicle in this space, but Rivian R1S is really, you know, has an eye for off-roading. Yep. Has really great ground clearance, short overhangs, yep. um, really smaller wheelbase, um, also three row capable. But this is really streets only. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, it looks like something that maybe would be somewhat snow capable and it could handle certain things, but for the most part, you do not take this off-road, especially with that really, really long wheelbase. Exactly. Um, so I think uh, fast charging is still here, yep. even though the battery is humongo. Um, it's an 800-volt charging system capable, so it drives in 400 uh, volts, charges in 800-volt, uh, which allows it to charge quicker. Mm-hmm. And they say 10, uh, 100 miles can be gained in 10 minutes. 
So that's basically what the GMC Hummer vehicles are capable of. Right. And also the Silverado Sierra EV trucks are capable of. But, you know, our, you said Beverly Hills in the very beginning. Yep. I, I think there's probably more charging um, locations in California than in the rest of the country just because of the population density. Um, it might be hard to drive this cross-country still because of charging network issues. Yeah, but that that's not a, that's not a slant against Cadillac. No, they've made other mistakes, but that's not one of them. Um, and besides, by the time this thing is out there on the road, you'll be able to use uh, Tesla uh, chargers as well. And they see yes, yeah, mm -hmm. different standard, and hopefully, actually, they didn't say if they will initially sell this with a different plug or if they will can transfer to the Tesla NACS standard right away. Mm -hmm. But that kind of makes sense, actually, because it's it, a new vehicle. Well, what other car companies are doing that are offering uh, electric vehicles within the year is that they're offering the first batch are CCS with a adapter, and then later on, they'll be replaced by the NACS with an adapter for CCS. Totally. Yeah. Um, another thing I think they got a little tiny bit wrong is towing. Really? This is really important to me. Yes. Truck, truck channel, right? Truck mm -hmm. podcast. Right, right. Um, this have, will have a hitch. The concept did not have a hitch, by the way, so I couldn't confirm this. Okay. But they said it's going to have a hitch. They did something really amazing, though. Um, they included the trailer brake controller. If oh, you can cool. believe it or not. So that's great. But only 8,000 pounds of towing. Hmm. 8,000. So I, I was thinking, what... Are you towing if you own a Cadillac Escalade? Horse. One horse. Or two horses. You could do two horses, couldn't two, you? Yeah, two horses. Okay. Yeah, that's easy. But what if you have a large boat? And I'm thinking about, you know, one of those 25-foot, you know, like a ski nautique, you know, very, very expensive ski boat that approaches nine or 10,000 pounds on a trailer. Mm. What if you couldn't You tow hire that? somebody else because you have the means to do so? Or you use your uh, GMC heavy duty? <laughs> yeah, you, have your old, you pull your old stinky truck out of the garage <laughs> and to, to tow it. That's, that's a whole different topic. But I see well, what you're saying oh, about towing, though. Oh, I see. You know what you do is you go to your lake house. Yes. And the boat is already there. It's right. at the lake. Yeah, you have somebody actually deliver it for you. It's my point about having the means to do so. Look, if you can afford a $130,000 vehicle, you can afford to have somebody else take your boat out of storage and bring it to the lake. But but, but in all honesty, okay, the towing amount, this is something that's been I, driving me crazy. And yeah. I, I want to throw this out there. I'm not going to do a full rant. But a lot of uh, automakers, especially those who are building trucks and SUVs that are electric, are saying they could tow 5,000, 7,000, 8,000, 10,000 pounds, whatever it may be. Sure. But they're not giving you details on how or what type of loop that they're stating that can go on. What is your lossage? And I know that that's a general thing because it's never the same. But for the most part, is that a 100-mile loop at elevation is that a uh, 100 mile loop where you go up a thousand feet there are so many things and then what is exactly your mileage when that happens so i think that without that simply saying that something can tow something isn't accurate it should be can tow something with this type of degradation or yeah. this type of loss they did not um, announce degradation in, yeah. the, in their initial of course release. not and and they're yeah. not going to and, and I, i'm not blaming cadillac this is a universal issue that covers all automakers well that's why we're here yes you know we're gonna hook up a trailer to this and we're gonna tow it and, and but my thing is i wanted to see like ten thousand pound number i mm -hmm. wanted to see a bigger number of what you know you might be towing your large airstream well with over 700 you. horsepower and i'm what, what's the torque roughly it's like almost 800 pound feet of okay. torque. So with that much power and torque, you would figure it could easily tow 10,000, uh, uh, Or 20 000. million pounds. Right, right, right. Matter. But here's, here's where I'm going with this. Maybe they did that, limiting the towing, so they can maintain some form of respectable range. Maybe it's exactly half the range and over adjusted amount of highway. You know, maybe that's where they're going with this. Mm -hmm. And so that's why they want to keep your numbers lower so they can extend that range. That's a guess. Yeah. But um, so so you see where my criticisms yes. are. So my criticisms are it could have had a little bit more power. It could have towed, had a slightly higher tow rating. Right. And would have been a little bit quicker, 0 to 60. Mm -hmm. But I think overall, um, 
you know, from where Escalate has been to where it's going now right. with this electric model, I think they really did a great job style-wise, you know, feature-wise, and the rest. I would agree, but there's one final uh, gripe I have. Uh-oh, what's that? Really is, there's just no buttons. They're pretty much like no buttons. Well, and the trailer we, brake controller is no, a the squeeze button. a little Yeah, the thing. little oh, squeezy thing. That's cute. No, yeah. think about your average buyer of a Cadillac product. For the most part, they're going to be slightly older. And I would imagine many of those people would be very happy to have controls that they understand and controls that didn't require them to look away from the road to see them. You know, screen. And now we haven't driven it yet, so maybe they have a really good setup for and a great eye level or something like that for this whole thing. We don't know. But I'm just off the top of my head, I could tell you that getting rid of buttons and going strictly to screen based buttons and whatnot usually doesn't work for me. Yeah, well, they did give us a knob on the sen- on center console, yeah. so hopefully that does a lot of things already with the knob. Right? Yeah, we'll see if that's enough. Uh, so let's move on to another electric vehicle that is also, well, technically a truck. Yeah, in the news, in the news. And before we do, I wanted to bring up one other point is autonomy, right? Mm-hmm. Autonomous driving or semi-autonomous driving. The new Escalade IQ will be capable of... Um, Super Cruise, mm-hmm. and also Ultra Cruise. Ultra Cruise. Ultra. So Ultra Cruise is something they that Mandy mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically, they call it driveway to driveway. So actually not just highway driving, but also through the city. Mm. Driving, you know, extended periods of time, hands-free. But the driver still has to pay attention. Okay. And they were able to integrate a lot of the sensors, including LiDAR sensors, radar, and cameras all you know there's nothing bulbous on top of this vehicle no no they they hid all the sensors they're hidden behind the the, the grill and behind the behind the rear bumper behind the glass everything is hidden so i think that execution was really great um and now there's another electric entry into the space well future space right Uh, and this comes from heinrich fisker fisker incorporated alaska pickup Right, which, by the way, I think really does look the business. I love the proportions of it. Um, there are a lot of questions, and we don't have a lot of answers. First of all, yes, this is based essentially off of their brand-new Fisker Ocean, which has gone into production. And he has but delivered... not delivering many. No, units. not yet. Yeah. Not yet, not yet. Um, and it is being built by uh, Magna Steyr. Exactly. In, in Austria. Austria, that's it. Yes. Um, very important point here. Uh, it's only recently gone into production. I'm talking about the SUV. And he is talking about perhaps by next year having this vehicle in production as well. And it has many interesting little components to it. For one thing, the bed itself, which is quite large to begin with, actually has a folding, uh, actually retracting bulkhead. It's electrically yeah, like a, like retracting. A mid, midgate, yep. Right? Yep. And it drops down, and then you could fold the rear seats. And if you unfold the tailgate, from the rear seats, basically from the back of the front seats all the way to the tailgate, that's over nine feet of cargo space lengthwise. Yeah, so this is really in my mind, the Alaska pickup truck concept by Fisker is squarely aimed at the likes of the Rivian R1T, uh-huh. but it's a little, maybe a tiny, tiny bit smaller than that. It, it looks smaller to and, me. And also, he says, more affordable. Well, that's the thing. So far, Fisker has sworn up and down that his prices are going to be lower than most people's. And I got to be honest with you, so far, yeah, his SUV, he has not given it a major price bump from when he announced it to when it went into production. However, we have yet to get our hands on one, so we don't know what it's going to be priced like right here at, you know, in our home. But if he can maintain cheap pricing, this might be the deal of the century for people who are looking for EV pickup trucks. Yeah. What do you think about the name? Alaska. It's okay. Is it um, adventurous enough for It's you? kind of funny because, you know, actually I'm wearing the shirt. Um, uh, well, yes. one of the shirts. That's yes. not, this isn't the right one. But the Alaska shirt, sorry, um, which was our uh, going to Alaska in a Ford electric pickup truck. Uh, that was a very difficult trip because Alaska's infrastructure was dreadful. Non-existent electric charging, basically. Which is really funny, in my mind, to name an electric truck Alaska. But I get the point, which is Alaska's a rugged area, and, you know, it's got a yeah. lot of undeveloped areas and, you know, all that. It's absolutely true. So it's it's there are better names out there, but that's not a bad one. Yeah, so um, 
it's adventurous enough. But a lot of people were making jokes that this truck will not drive across Alaska, but will you know that's you know in the future it'll be different of course of course it'll be right? different in the future um we i mean fairbanks alaska has what like a couple of stations and they're not super fast chargers no and beyond it i mean you know, anchorage has a few stations but then beyond that there's not a lot of charging yeah you're you're lucky if you can find a house where you can plug in 110 at this point so he stated well, he one of the targets is early 2025 yep. build process, so Q1 of 2025. He said he wanted to see one maybe by the end of 2024. Uh, and starting price for the Fisker Alaska is stated at $45,400. Unbelievable starting price. That is just a little above what Ford was originally asking for their um, pro version, or yeah, pro, right? Yeah, uh, of pro the version of the F-150 with the smaller battery, basically their entry-level version of that. And as you guys very well know, Ford went and bumped the hell out of those prices later on. And bear in mind also that those Fords that I'm referring to were only available for fleet sales. So in that respect, if he can maintain that price, if, if, okay, then this could be a hell of a bargain. And also, we don't know where this pickup truck will be made, because if it's made yes. in Austria, it will have a chicken tax attached to it. Yes. On its way here. Which is a 25% tax. So that's one issue. And then the other, of course, is that you're not eligible for the tax credit on the battery because it once again gets built in Austria. However, there are rumblings that this may not be built in Austria. That it could be built somewhere in North America. If so, North America, that's including Canada. Uh, if it is built in this part of the world, it's entirely possible that you could get that discount. But once again, these are a lot of ifs. And until we see an actual production version of this driving around, I'm not going to hold my breath. Although, to be fair to Fisker, almost everything he's laid his hands on, he's made happen for good or for bad. You know what well, I mean? Well, yeah, yeah. But it was never like very, very you know, high volume vehicles, right? Not He's an amazing designer, right? Indeed. You know, um, you know, just look at this design of this pickup truck. Yeah, it's pretty good. In fact, a lot of people were commenting on some of our articles saying that this is too wild, it cannot be produced. Hmm. But I mean, new technologies exist and a lot of this stuff we're seeing here um, can be productionalized and can be made in high qu quantities. Yep. So, and you know, kudos to him and his team to designing something I think quite attractive, but, and also I want to make a, another comment about this. It's, he mentioned being lightweight. So the Cadillac Escalade IQ, I would not call lightweight. <laughs> we don't know its weight. But, we, it's going to be heavy. Uh, it's probably over 8,000 pounds. I would imagine so. Right? Yeah. Um, he mentioned low price, also 230 miles of range to start, which is fairly low range, but yeah. that means smaller battery and lower weight. Yes, it does. Which is, I think, good things. Not everybody wants to go 400 miles on a charge. No, for an in for an in city uh, little pickup that you can run around with, that may be the way to go. Uh, there's there's a lot that we don't know about this truck, and none of these numbers are official yet. And you know, as as much as we admire the design, and this is a lot closer to production than say some of these other things that we've seen in the past that have turned into be vaporware. This could be a really interesting truck. There could be a larger battery. All of these things could happen. But once again, until we actually have something that we can drive, I'm going to be a little skeptical. Yeah. So, well, I would say, you know, the Escalade IQ has a much higher chance of being <laughs> sold in high volumes than the Alaska truck at this moment. At this, at moment. this moment. Okay, in time. fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to switch gears again? Yes, switch just, gears. Just and really quick. Get, because, yes, we can draw this down. Be, because uh, we need to wind it down. Yep. I, I wanted to mention another couple of quick news. So you and I recently did um, an entire, I would say, history of the Titan. Well, we, we covered its history and its pros and cons. Pros and cons. Yeah. Why is it being discontinued? It is being discontinued yes, after is. 2024. Yep. So about a year from now, stop production of the Titan. Yep. In fact, ironically, to make for electric vehicle future. Yes, that's so, correct. Um, but we, they didn't, they weren't specific in terms of what uh, electric vehicles those would be at the Canton plant in Mississippi. Right. Exactly. So, if you're interested to know more about the 2024 Titan and its demise, and also why we think 
it was great and why it failed, mm -hmm. um, check out altfl.com. Absolutely. Also, Zach, our wonderful office manager. And producer extraordinaire. And producer and, and, and writer. Yep. And editor. Um, he, said, he wrote a, a story about a tiny, tiny compact pickup truck possible from Toyota. That's right, based on the Corolla. By the way, that story was originally produced by me over a year ago. Thank you. Sorry, credit must be mm -hmm. due. Yeah, uh, but, no. but Zach covered this and put together a very nice story about it. And we know that Toyota is keeping a really close eye on Maverick and, to a lesser extent, probably Santa Cruz. Yes. And there is no reason why they won't produce a vehicle. There's been a lot of rumors about them reusing the name Stout which was their original, one of their original names for their pickup truck when it first came to the States. Um, so there's a lot of, of rumors going on, but nothing concrete about when, where, and what. Yes. Um, do you want my two cents yes. just really quick? Um, I think it's a good idea. Uh, I think small pickups, there's still room for those. But if it looks like a Corolla Sport front end with a bed attached to it, I think they'll have limited success. Yeah. That's just my take on it. Because I agree with you. Just look at the Maverick and the Santa Cruz. They're a little bit more butch. They're a little bit more square. Uh, I mean, the Santa Cruz is kind of has its own thing going well, the on. The Santa Cruz looks a little bit like a, a lot like a crossover. Yeah. But I think if this is too much like a crossover, there'll be a lot of jokes about it being a crossover with a bed and unusable. Yep. And so I think they really need to make it more macho. Well, that's the good news because they actually took a design from one of their electric vehicles, very, very popular with a lot of people when they were looking at this one electric concept, which was the, uh, it was a cruiser concept that was all electric. Like electric cruiser. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. There, was a, there was a name for it. Um, anyway, so that seems to have translated over to what the Land Cruiser is now. Uh, and there's two different Land Cruiser designs, right? So... What's to stop Toyota from making a similar type of bold design and adding it to some sort of small crossover pickup? I say there's nothing, and it would be really smart of them to continue on that path because judging by the uh, feedback we've received on the new Land Cruiser, it is a remarkably popular design. And so keeping that up, uh, there it is. Um, and if, if there was a pickup truck designed like this Cruiser concept, I would, but I would send my money right now a lot to, of, to Toyota. A lot of our competitors have actually morphed images where they take like the back of a um, uh, Maverick and then the front of this and put it together and say, here's the new Stout. And it's not, you know, there's a they lot of- They have not like, announced it, no. Yeah, they have not announced it, but they look really good. Uh, and I've seen two different renderings. One where they use round headlights and that looks really good. And the other one where they're using the front end of this uh, cruiser concept. And it looks really good. So, I mean, Toyota's already got people like, here, here's a design that you can use. Go ahead and do it. But the question, of course, is whether or not they'll do it. And if there's a financial um, reward for them, a return on their investment, I say there is. Yeah, but if it's, if it's a Corolla Cross underneath, that's okay. As long as it looks like this. Well, especially a hybrid. Because yes. the Corolla Cross hybrid has all-wheel drive, something the Ford Maverick hybrid does not have yet. Exactly. Yep. Um, and then finally, I just wanted to mention, so we're, we're still um, testing a lot of big trucks, and part of it is classic trucks. Yes. So our OBS, our old body style Ford F-250, we, I recently got together with David, so that video also is on altfl.com, mm -hmm. and we compared um, our Ford F-250 diesel power stroke to his Dodge Ram at the time. It was still Dodge. Uh -huh. Dodge Ram. Pick up 5.9 common rail. Yeah, very actually different trucks from slightly different periods, but uh, different still, eras. Yeah, yeah. But it was an interesting video, nonetheless, and I highly recommend it. Yes, thank you. And it's always great to get David's perspective. Yeah, the, uh, the dude literally owns yeah. a ranch and works it every day, and knows how a you know proper work truck should function. And so his take on everything that we've given him to look at has been invaluable because it's a perspective we don't have, frankly. And, and also, we were helping his ranch. We were moving hay for his yaks. By we, we mean you, of course. Well, yes. And uh, I mean, to, his ranch is called Happy Yak Ranch. <laughs> and uh, we don't want sad yaks. 
No. Am I pronouncing that correctly, by the yeah, way? Yeah, yaks. Of course you are. Okay. Yeah. And at one point, we used to call it the the Yakadega Raceway too, because yes. we had we had a little track kind of set up there too. So um, it, it's an interesting video. It's a contrasting video showing what a, a regular work truck what's needed versus what has been provided and his perspective on it. And I highly recommend checking it out. And how they compare it to brand new trucks. Well, which exactly. Is, which is spectacular, amazing. Yeah. Um, how far pickup trucks have gone. Things have changed significantly in the past few decades. So there you have it. So here's your news all packaged into one. Yep. And thank you for joining us. Hopefully you found this interesting. An inside look at the Cadillac IQ Escalade and even more news than that. What did you call it again? You call it the Escaladic? Escalatic. Yeah, I like that one better. Escalatic, it's, it's like endearing <laughs> to me. It's an endearing term. So uh, I, I'm curious to what names you're going to use, uh, the, those of you who are watching and listening. Uh, and please let us know. Especially in Beverly Hills, <laughs> if you're listening to us. Oh, my God. All right, let us know in the comments below, and have a wonderful week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.